Hey everybody and welcome to a new episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, the Moo Cow, aka Paul A. Persenzik. How's it going everybody? And as usual, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Jonathan A. Moody. All right. <laughs> and today, uh, someone we haven't had on the show in quite a while, say hello down there. Hi, I am Sarah Adkins. I wish I had a Moo pun for my name. Oh, I'm jealous. Uh, you okay. know you're not the only one because yeah. there's been a few that have been like mad that I can I can do it I can continue the move thing. We we can just call you Miss Moveless. How about that? Right, that works. <laughs> All right. Well, we have gathered today. Uh, what this this is now sounding like a funeral. Uh, we have yes, gathered today for a wedding because we wedding. got together. Well, actually, we separately watched a movie because we're doing this over Zoom this time. We separately watched a movie called <laughs> Tropical Vampire, which is a weird um, 2016 Brazilian sort of cyberpunk vampire comic book weird mashup thingy. Yes. And I yes, saw this. I saw this a few months ago when I was looking for another movie. This popped up, and I was interested because it's visually quite interesting. And I was like, oh, I, I'm curious to see what this is. And I put it on and yeah, I was hit over the head with a dead baby seal. It was just, wow. <laughs> oh. oh, so much stuff going on. And um, yeah, I'm like, uh, I, have I, to show I, this I, I will agree to all of that. Uh, I, I, I did like how artistic and visual it was. Uh, I, I will say mm -hmm. watching it on subtitles was really hard because they went really fast and I couldn't mm -hmm. read them all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I do you see why it caught your eye with the visual? Sure. But anyway, uh, I guess we will come back and talk more detail about this film after we have some mood music. music. <laughs> All right, the chicken says we're back. <laughs> Welcome so, back, chicken. What did you guys think of Tropical Vampire? I will just say to begin with that um, I'm very glad you like kind of warned me, Paul, that this was <laughs> going to be where even with subtitles, you wouldn't understand what the hell is going on. Nope, because... didn't help at all, did it? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I mean, I usually expect when I hear that I'm doing a movie Paul pick that I'm not going to understand it. <laughs> That's true. Even... <laughs> Even faster, pussycat kill, kill. You know, it's, I mean, it's a little bit more straightforward, I guess, than oh, I than should this, think so. You know, um, but yeah, this was a little, this was a little bit more like if Sin City had a baby with a pregnant uh, or with a crazy ass like Speed Freak. You know, <laughs> I I definitely got a Sin City vibe off of this, and um, me too. You know, Frank Miller clearly was someone that these guys were trying to emulate. You know, a little bit of V for De Vendetta and a few other movies, maybe too. But um, visually, I was very interested. Now, it doesn't work all the time <laughs> because you know there are clearly times when it's just it's just you know they can see they're in front of a green screen, and um, it just doesn't really look good. But the problem is, I don't have the first freaking clue what's going on in this movie. Not at all. Not at all. Well, not at all. Can I can I tell you what the 
uh, what the IMDb says about it. I, like did, what they... I did look it up and read the IMDb just to try to get a better handle on it because I think I understood what was happening. I just think the script just kind of went everywhere and it didn't really like After Mr. Moody much. gives us his point, I think Sarah just volunteered to tell us uh, what the plot of the film is. Yeah, well, was. this is what it says the plot is, right? <laughs> it says the plot is mm-hmm. set in the dark side of the city of Rio de Janeiro where vampires deal vampire powder, which mm-hmm. provides the users with a small test of immortal- or taste of immortality. They work for Limbo Corporations, a company dedicated to the shady business whose CEO is Limbo Man, Black <laughs> and Michelle, his uh, partner in vampire activities, reigns supreme in the city. But Black has a restless spirit and decides to yank from his gums the fang ship, though uh, through which he is monitored by Limbo Man. He has a mental blackout. And it starts to roam the city streets. Michelle, searching for a new partner, meets Draco, a uh, decadent uh, vampire and former nemesis of Black. Their meeting uh, encourages Draco to go back to the streets, where he meets Daphne, a ripper uh, psychopath who attacks her victims with a chainsaw. Draco joins her to find Black and avenge himself. Black, however, is abducted by Wang Su, a Chinese woman that is ruling the underworld in Rio. Wang Su wants to use Black to deal Limbo Man and take over the command of this shady business. That pretty much summed up the whole movie. I, you right. know, and it's a lot more straightforward than what's actually in the film, too, because things right. like like Daphne, okay. They call her, you know, I mean, Daphne, but, you know, on the, in the movie, she comes across in one of those, those sort of screens, those sort of, uh, where comic, it introduces the character. Screen. Right. And she's actually called cutting Daphne, crazy, sexy, foxy, mad, psycho nymph shot right. girl. Right. It, it, it was a lot. It was a Sounds lot. Right. Because uh, everybody in this film was on, was on basically vampire cocaine. You know, and I think the writers were too. Uh, yeah. which is was all over the place. Well, they but were definitely like, on cocaine. Yeah, the oh, writers. Yeah, they were on something. They definitely no. I can tell you, they definitely were. It sounds like something I would write. And uh, I, I could, I could tell that it had its vibes from like you know, like I, I've never seen Sin City, but I know enough of it to pick up the vibes from it with the comic book thing. But also a little bit of interview with a vampire where Black is just sitting there narrating the whole thing, like you know, and sitting there like talking about it. Um, it, it just had a lot of different things just thrown at it um and i the i I do like the artisticness they try to do like they they were low budget so they're you know all the weapons were basically cardboard or or 2d like even the chainsaw wasn't even a chainsaw it was a piece of plastic that was an inch thin you know cardboard guns and all this this wasn't directed by nick zed I feel like they got away with that with the artisticness of doing like the comic book feel. And then anytime there was like a kill scene, it was super dark. So you couldn't see what was happening. Uh, and then they wanted to grab your attention with all the sex. And we, we saw, we did get to see, uh, was it Daphne's nipples or some, somebody's nipples? Uh, so, so that was okay. I but, know, uh, it could have been stunt nipples. I'm not sure. A stunt nipples. Right. right. But I mean, uh, it could have been black for all I knew. Like IMBD it was mine. really helped me figure out what i was watching while i was watching it because it was really hard to follow uh, yeah. 
Well, I was so looking at the they, subtitles too, but you're right. They went so fast that after a while, I was just like, yeah, I don't fucking care. They were going too fast <laughs> yeah. for me to read. They had a lot of big words. I'm dyslexic and, and like I couldn't see very well. So I was just like, okay, I think I get what's happening. Only thing I hate with subtitles is they take away from you being able to actually watch the visual because you're staring at the subtitles. But when, when, uh, when Paul just asked me to my synopsis of this movie, so you have a bunch of mortals on vampire cocaine and this one vampire lord who runs the cocaine business, this one Asian chick who wants to run the cocaine business. So you got this old Valk vampire guy and his, uh, his boo, you know, the blonde. Uh, and then they're tracked with chips and their fangs. So he rips it out, doesn't want to work for him anymore. So they is, is split that, up. Is that a real fang then? I mean, like that's the thing I couldn't right. tell. Are they, are they real vampires with real teeth? Or is it a fake vampire with a fake tooth? Right. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to tell. I'm assuming he was a real vampire because you saw him kind of when he was with reunited with her. And she's like, look, follow what I follow. And he bit somebody and got his memory back. I'm assuming he's a real vampire, but it's like the whole tracking system in your fang thing was a little off and they didn't quite explain it very well in the logistics because if or he was just carrying else. it around with him couldn't they still track him probably but yeah. so basically he wipes his memory clean he doesn't know who he is finds the asian chick she wants to use him to be a drug lord his enemy finds chainsaw girl ripper girl has sex with her kills people with her they all reunite they all butt heads like eh we're just all going to kind of have sex and do our thing and blah. And Daphne becomes a vampire. Vlad gets his memories back. Like but it's. What's what's it, really odd. It's a it's, lot. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's like a little bit of, uh, I don't know if you ever saw To Live and Die in LA, only if you were a, a weird punk, you know, cyberpunk vampire Brazilian yeah. comic book wannabe. Um, but, you know, like Vlock, it's not like Vlock has been trying to, you know, comes into the movie saying that he wants to get away from um, Limbo Man or anything like that. No, right. he just says he's bored. I'm bored. Yeah. I think I'll just do this. I'm tired of listening to this guy. I, and it's like, really? That's what happens? It's just really, really <laughs> strange. It's like you can't just, you know, I don't know, go some new other part of the city right weird i, I guess mean, because they're tracking him and he has to keep selling the drugs and he can't just run away and go free but still even how does why does he lose all of his memories because he he the chip comes out though like I like no idea they didn't really explain that no, no and no, then no. one bite one bite off of somebody and he gets them all back and then what exactly is this drug that everybody this vampire drug that everybody wants a piece right? of they had one scene that was funny of, of everybody using it. It looked like a whole bunch of cocaine and people were just dipping their faces in it, coming up, just covered in it. I'm like, right, right. Huh. <laughs> I was like, well, it's <laughs> obvious what this is and you're wasteful. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because, you know, there are these details that, you know, and choices that are made in the film and you don't know why and they don't bother to explain the, the, the choices to use the cardboard weapons. Yeah. I mean, budget. I think it's a lot of budget. You, you know, can get a real toy gun that looks much better. It's at least three-dimensional. They, they got a toy chainsaw because that's just one of those cheap plastic little, like, like 2D ones, you know? I've seen uh, those in shops. It's, but uh, know, it's, I feel like they cared less about the script and explaining the storyline, and they wanted more to just 
the oh, visual. It's all about it the played. visuals, definitely. It's definitely. all about the visual. It's like it's like they thought about the script secondhand. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that unfortunately, there's a lot of visual stuff that just doesn't make sense. Like, True. why does every other person have a weird mask on? Oh yeah, I actually was thinking the same thing. I was like, how come all the non the humans, like the non vampires, seem to have all these weird, crazy masks? And then the the people in the television show who were broadcasting, they oh all had God. the mask. And then why was that one chick just like being very sexual, like trying to trying to strip and took her pants off in one scene? It's like, well, you're the newscast girl and you're you're taking your clothes off. Okay, that that's probably par for the course in Brazil. Okay, Brazil is a little crazy. Uh, they're a little <laughs> sexy over there. People only watch the news if we get naked, right? That's yeah, how it works, right? Seriously, that's probably the most honest thing that they had in the <laughs> film for Brazil. But, you know, the mask thing really bothered me. Is it supposed to be some kind of a social statement? Are these like the, the yuppies or the wannabes or the cool crowd? Or... Right, and it, it could have been an artistic statement, like sort of the fact that they were mortals, you know, uh, that they were that they weren't vampire, that they were just fools and humans and all of that but uh mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was a bit confusing why they decided to do that and then i'm like you know if he's a real why a vampire why is he even bothering to deal drugs in the first place really you've got immortality and this is what you're going to do with it right right you want to be a, a drug lord and and uh peddle your your vampire coke and stuff like that like what's the point what's the point <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very strange. Clearly, it's not doing sparkly vampires from Twilight, that's for sure. Um, I, I guess vampire boredom does that to you. You just try to find ways to entertain yourself, like be a drug lord. Apparently. Um, it's very, very strange. Uh, it's just a very strange approach. Um, and like I said, a lot of the visuals sometimes just didn't work. Sometimes you could just tell it was two people in front of a green screen, and they were just yeah. projecting stuff behind them. And it just... Yeah, which I don't good. know why that kind of gave me a bit of a, a Quentin Tarantino feel or something like that in some of the shots too, where you know, like things just like a grindhouse film or something like that, maybe. Right. Uh, or, but it, it, yeah. The other thing that it reminded me the very beginning where uh, Vlock and Michelle go to pick up those those two people at the the party at the disco, I'm like, wow, that opening right there that reminds me of the opening of The Hunger where, um, uh, uh, you know, the one with, with David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve, where the first, th first thing in the movie is they go to this club when Bauhaus, the actual real band Bauhaus is playing on stage and you hear the music and they're, they're in their predatory thing and they pick up two people and they take them back and have sex with them and all that and right. just kill them. That very seems to similar. be a vampire thing. Yeah, very similar, except these guys, they do it in like, you know, it was really quick. I was Real actually quick. surprised that the opening to the movie was them in the club already. Like, mm -hmm. and that's kind of when I I didn't know when I pushed play that it wasn't in English. So that was when I I started realizing they weren't speaking English. I was like, oh oh, subtitles, <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, and I have I have to go there. I, I know it's a bad, awful, horrible thing to say, but. Block is not a very attractive man. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was thinking the same thing. Very like, scarred and pocked face. So I'm like, he's right. picking up hot young babes in this right. bar. Is he well, using I, some vampire mumbo jumbo po jam? Right. Because even even Michelle was, you know, is a hot blonde. And then even the, the Asian chick, or I keep forgetting her name because it's very like wild and out there. But even she was like attractive. I'm like, 
no way <laughs> it's like I was like, unless he's some sugar daddy vampire, like, like ah, I'll take care of you, baby, or put in a trance on you. I was like, I don't know about this one. Well, like, yeah, none of the none of the guys in the film were like, you no, know, no. the girls, the girls were decent looking, but the the guys were just kind of like me. Yeah, like like Draco. Um, yeah, Draco kind of came off as a whiny little bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I Harry wanted that because, of course, you get to see him uh, half naked. In fact, there's quite a few dangle uh, incidents in this film. I couldn't tell if those were real or if they were fake, but it didn't really matter to me. I couldn't see because I was trying to read the subtitles. Like, (laughs) I I noticed the hairy chest and I noticed her nipples, but that was all I got to see because it was so dark. And I didn't sit close enough to my TV to be able to see everything. But uh, I might have was There was penis and there was penis-like uh things that were floating around from time to time and um... yeah i know when they were torturing (laughs) michelle like like oh i'm gonna the drug lord was torturing her like there was some sort of penis like thing they were they were showing around and had her all vibrated in every hole that she had and they're like this is torture but she loves it i was gonna say she was like yeah you know i'm hanging in there i kind of like it yeah yeah are you okay yeah that was kind of funny michelle was kind of my favorite character of the book yeah. she, she was just like just enough wackadoodle that made it fun but um you know she was at least interesting and um, yeah she kind of just did what she wanted yeah um i wasn't really sure what the connection was between her and the chinese chick because they apparently had something going on there, but yeah, all I know is that sh- that that lady wanted him to help, you know, take over the industry, and uh, and that whole um the boudoir where I don't know if it was a strip club or a burlesque club or what it was, but when that one lady's trying to explain the the Kegel beads, right. I'm just like trying to read it going. Do I need to strain myself trying to read all this? Because all she's doing is get squeeze, really squeeze. I'm like, what is she, what is she, is she talking about Kegels? <laughs> like, what is she talking about? And she's like, that's our lesson for today. I'm like, all right, at least it's an educational film too, right? I mean, <laughs> there were a lot of times when I was sitting there saying, what are they talking about? Right. Um, because some well, of the, the dialogue... Translation- was a little broken like the subtitles yeah. didn't quite match all the way and i'm not sure whether that was their stylistic dialogue or whether it was the bad translation it was very very yeah. weird you know, they would say, was, I, I swear it's the ba- weird, bad translation that's what i think extra artsy yeah. way of describing things and yeah. it'd be like what why did you say that right and a lot of big words that i'm like is this a word i just don't know or is this a word made up for this movie <laughs> and then you know half the time drock is sort of sitting someplace explaining what's going on and then he's not explaining we're watching things happen to him and I'm right like, and valk did the same thing that's where i got the interview the vampire feel because it reminded me of you know when um louis was sitting there being interviewed and they you know he was talking about his experience you know and then you it would go back and forth like that it kind of reminded me a little bit of that with with the aspect of them sitting there like you know they're on a a reality tv show almost but they did that a lot smoother than in this film oh Oh, yeah yeah in in this everything was a lot smoother in every other movie really in every other movie i would would agree with that (laughs) this movie was just uh it was it was just incoherent um i I wouldn't say it was 
bad. I would just say that I would. Don't give me a look. <laughs> it was bad in the sense of script and making sense, but I will that, give it. Those credit. are the two things I really look for in a movie. I know, but I I'm a visual person, so I will I will <laughs> give it credit for being visually entertaining for me. I, I just want, wish I okay. could have. I wish I could have watched and seen the visual more instead of having to read. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like had I watched it maybe on mute with like a good rock music or something or like heavy metal music, like it'd be oh, this this kind of cool. So yeah. it's like the visuals. I I like. So you're I, saying I, it would have been a great music video? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vampires yeah. on cocaine. That's very metal, but um, yeah. you know, goth industrial. But uh, I I don't know. I I I feel like the artistic direction they were trying to take with it visually wasn't extremely bad i'm not gonna say it was great but like it wasn't like extremely bad but no the script and everything else was was bad yeah Yeah. because i think part of the thing is the 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 visuals were there to really really help what is kind of a weird half-baked half-assed story you know what i mean because they Um, were on cocaine yeah yeah but you know there are times when the visuals actually are are interesting and very arresting Mm -hmm. and they catch your attention they're cool And there are other times they just fall flat and they're just uh-huh. under, they undermine the film and the story. Um, but I guess at this point, I'll talk a little bit about some of the background. I don't have a lot. But I didn't I can, think you would. Yeah, it's, well, it, that's what happens when you have a Brazilian uh, independent film. But what I can tell you is that the movie was directed by Marcelo Santiago. And as I said, this was um, 2016. Now, a lot of these same actors he used in a previous television series that he made for Brazil called Vampiro Carioca, which I presume is like a like a karaoke thing. Right. Okay. Yes. So maybe Vampire this was karaoke. Yeah, something like that. So things like uh, the the character the actor who played Vlock is in that and several of the other But he's as a different character. As a different character. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was 2010. So somewhere along the line, he must have either gotten the permission or the money or something to to go on and do that. Previously, he had done a lot of stuff on Brazilian TV and he did a lot of, weirdly enough, um, soccer documentaries. So I that's guess that's weird. I, well, I mean, that's kind of where he broke in because, you know, they're 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 football crazy, you know, yeah. that kind of football in, in Brazil. So, you know, he got his foot in the door doing that, moved on the TV. The vampire karaoke thing was one of those TV things. And then he started to go into this uh, movie thing. Now, he did a at least one or two other movies as well. And then uh, by the late 20s, like 2017, 2018, 2019, he was back into TVs and documentaries. And, you know, I don't know if he's doing other stuff beyond that. Um, but if you look at the actor's side, most of them, that's where they, they're coming from. I, I didn't recognize a soul uh, of any of these, these actors outside of work that they did with this guy for either Brazilian TV or for this film. Um, and most of them only have a couple here and there, other than the guy who plays Draco, who's Otto Jr. Um, he has been doing stuff probably the longest since 2003. Um, but again, all, pretty much all of it is Brazilian TV stuff or, um, you know, one or two other shorts or or other smaller films. Um, but at least he's got, you know, he's been doing a lot of stuff. 
that's really kind of about it <laughs> other than that i never even knew this movie existed and i wouldn't have known this movie existed if it weren't for the fact that i was on tubi trolling <laughs> around for weird movies as i always do and this is one yet another one of those weird tubi you know um uh well because when you read algorithm. the synopsis and stuff it doesn't look horrible but then of course you know when you go to watch it you're like oh right okay. right but it's it's one of those weird to be algorithm matches where it's like right. oh you like this movie and you like this movie so we're gonna pop this up on your screen when you log in and you can see maybe you'll like it and because i watched this movie it now my recommended watch list is about 20 different vampire <laughs> movies it wants me to watch all of them apparently every one that was ever made and is on tv yeah I, I, I like the tubi algorithm <laughs> i am wondering though the name tropic vampire i want like wondering why they chose that name like or is it just a bad translation and, and the actual name of the movie is something else? Well, it does have another name. It's also known as Vampiro 40 Degrees. What? That, okay. that does not help at all. So they're like 40 Degrees of Tropic Vampire. There you go. 40, <laughs> could be 40 Degrees Latitude. Could be 40 Degrees so, so Temperature. Could I don't be 40 know, but Degrees I, of Kevin Bacon. You know. I don't know if this sounds dumb. I've never been to Brazil and I'm not good geography, but is it tropic in Brazil? I, like, is it oh, hot? Yeah. It's it, yes? Okay. So I guess because they're Brazilian vampires, they're like, well, we don't want to straight up say Brazilian. I mean, vampires. at least the northern half of the country is, is definitely uh, uh, closer to the you know equator. So, well, still, but, I just, like, yeah, but, but you know, you would think like tropical vampire or something would mean like, you know, people are staying at a tropical resort or right, something. I'm right, like the, the Caribbean. Like the, That's what yeah. I was thinking, you know? I'm, I'm thinking of the Hotel Transylvania, you know, where he's on the cruise ship with the little drinks and it's a tropical vampire. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, Haiti, where, you know, you think you got your Haitian zombies while here pops a, a Caribbean vampire and everyone's right. like, oh shit, I thought you were going to be a, a, you know, a zombie and instead we got a vampire and ooh, well, you know, we're kind of <laughs> stuck, but no. It's it's not Haiti. It's not the yeah. Caribbean I just didn't all. feel I didn't feel the tropical vibe, and and uh, I assumed it's because that was an English translation of of the actual title. Um, yeah, well, they didn't really show off an island, you know, yeah, like or no. anything. So I mean, there's no tropics. They did not green screen no, anything. Really show off anything, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, no, you it was know, all probably filmed in one warehouse. Yeah, one warehouse and a whole bunch of green screens. Yes. And, even a bunch of the outdoor shot stuff was done on green screen. So it has a very artificial, strange feel to it. Like you didn't take the red pill, so you're still asleep. And Yeah, you know, yeah like, like a fever dream. Like, like you've taken so much dream. vampire cocaine, and this has all been a dream the whole time. <laughs> and that would have been a funny ending if somebody who just woke up with powder all over their face was like, oh, man, I need to stop doing the vampire cocaine. That was a weird either that or it's like i went to a brazilian steakhouse and uh, somebody <laughs> slipped me something in my tropical drink and this right. is what i thought of my 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 right. fever my cocaine fever dream i i will tell you paul that um this is the first movie that i've ever had to review for indie film cafe that when i was watching tubi i was happy for the commercials <laughs> i was like a break into normalcy like the commercials were the point where I could get a few texts out or look away from the screen. So I did appreciate that. But yeah. on the other hand, when the commercials came, I was like, 
I kind of want to just power through this. The commercials are making it longer. How much longer do I have? At this rate, like I started to learn Tubi's uh, like, you know, um, record of how they do their commercials. And generally mm-hmm. they do it about every 20 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, which is which is actually OK, because if you just break this movie up into 15 minutes, you can get by and finally finish the damn thing, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But like the first day I tried it, I only got 16 minutes in. I was like, nope, I'm done. You yeah, know, I think I, I was I, about 10 minutes in when I was already like, all right, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid. I was afraid that you're going to you're going to message us and be like, I can't do it. Sorry, oh, well, <laughs> we're going to have to find someone else. It. I'll do now. I will say I was very tempted to just look up a review about it and fake it, but I'm not a faker. Like I'll Aww, torture myself through. Like, I'll push through, and you know I'll be there. <laughs> look, I I watched it, and I have you have more clue and understanding of what the <laughs> fuck happened than I do because I have no. I still you were saying shit, and I was like, wait, that happened. I don't remember yeah. that happening. And I wasn't looking at my phone much. I was See, trying to you thought it. David I, the Rock Nelson was bad. Come on. I, I feel like I, I can still understand it a little more because that, I don't know, that druggy vampire sexy party lifestyle is still very much a part of my world. Yeah. Now, it is, you know, again, it's a Brazilian movie, so there is a lot of sex and there is a lot of violence. Um, what did you guys think of that? probably more than this film than in a lot of them that we generally I, see i felt like show. were you gonna try to use this for a sexploitation sleaze cast because that's see, I, I, was thought sexploitation. I thought uh, about it there there really wasn't i mean because the sex itself it was really more nudity than sex and it was very highly stylized and there was no actual porn in it and no right variety. and the nudity that was in it there was very little it was yeah. more suggestive um and then it seemed like they were only only could afford to show one pair of nipples right exactly but so, i did i did get sexploitation vibes out of it um and sure. after i'm gonna ask my uh my other director friend who does exploitation films if he's ever seen this and see his opinion of it <laughs> so yeah i have seen sort of trashier kinds of pictures right. you know how vampire movies are this is like a perfect example to show boobs and blood oh, yeah. you yeah. know um, but it really was kind of lighter on the boobs than I expected. Um, but what about the blood? It seemed like the blood effects were pretty good most of the time, but there were other times when it was clearly, clearly CGI. And I'm yeah. like, man, well, because they, they did like the, the CGI splatter on the screen and the camera, you know, but then they also did like, you know, the capsules like dripping from the mouth. Like I, I didn't feel like the blood was bad, but I wouldn't call it gory. Like considering the weapons yeah. were 2D and fake, you know, and uh, and most of the gore was CGI and fake. Yeah, it's um, all fake. Some, a little bit of blood, like, and it was like, they like your background made it dark where you couldn't see what they were doing because they just to save from doing it. You know, they would just come up I, with a bloody arm, and you wouldn't actually see anything. I, so, I have um, to say though, seeing the cardboard weapons really, mm-hmm. really took me out of whatever, you know vibe they're trying to set up with the scene because right. that just says to me i'm watching an eight you know eighth grade play in grammar school i got a lot of theatrical vibes after i saw the fake weapons like that i it, i switched from feeling like i was watching a movie to feeling like i was watching a play like a theatrical yes. performance yes, yes. um and, and then, you, then that's where i started to get like the comic vibes you, from it as well cannot tell me 
that you can't get onto Amazon, even in even in Brazil. In Brazil, spend, they have guns. They can and spend five bucks and get an actual real fake plastic but three dimensional gun. Right. Get right. Four or five of them, or a knife, or yeah. you know, even use a real chainsaw. Just just doesn't have to actually work. Exactly. That threw me off too because I was expecting her to have a real chainsaw when I saw. It was this little plastic one, you know, I was like, okay. It's like, and she carried it around very like sexy and artistic wise. But at the same time, I'm like, it's fake. It's just plastic. And we could tell right, that like, right. it's not even a real chainsaw. So and then they don't even, they're not even going to make the chainsaw noises and show anything. They're just, <laughs> just gonna be like, I'm going to lower it out of camera view. And look, right. And that inconsistency is very problematic to me. Because yeah. unlike something like Sin City, it's very, very jarring and it doesn't fit in with everything else. And it feels like you're trying to do this sort of this one part of your movie realistically, but you're doing this other part like a cartoon. Right. You've got to pick one style or the other. Right. right. It feels like there were multiple people who did their own parts and then mixed them all together. Mm -hmm. That might be that. No, I actually I, I kind of agree with that because there's there's a lot of things like it seemed like some scenes were. It almost felt like a, a skit comedy thing, like yeah. a whole group of different skits that they just had, like all these different stories. And they're just like, OK, we're going to do this story. And then, you know, and then we're going to put them all together in a one big, huge uh, thing. And we're just going to make it look like one movie <laughs> and hope that it <laughs> looks OK and comes out and makes and sense. It, yeah. And it, you know, it's it's like. You know, on uh, what is Money Python always said? Uh, you know, what do they always say that now for something completely different? That's like I felt like that's what the vampires should have said now for something completely different, <laughs> and then they went to something completely different because literally that's what they did um, in the movie. It, I just, I hated, uh, I, I hated all these different characters who I did not get to get a chance. There were too, really too many characters. Yeah, I do feel like there were too many characters that. And, just and didn't like, have just, enough of introduction or enough of a part to really make it matter. And that IMDb listing right there, it named like a shit ton. And that wasn't even all of them. <laughs> like, that was just, <laughs> that was way too many already of like people of like, because all of them it were kept supposed to be like, going and going powerful. and going. Like, so and so met so and so, who met so and so, who met so and so, who didn't like so and so, who didn't like so and so, who wanted to use so and so for this. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And then. Uh, and then eventually, uh, what was the commander at the end or whatever took over for took uh, took Vlad's you know job away from him you know or something I don't know. You talking about it Limbo was, Man or the guy the that Limbo fired, Man Limbo Man fired Limbo Man and made him melt or something? Yeah. He just, all of a sudden there was some steam around him and he just it, it's kind like of he died. had an epiphany, put his head down and was just like, oh no, <laughs> right. I, I I said Vlad, I'm sorry. Like the, the, the Vlock. you see all Vlock, you know what? Vlock. Gee, whatever. I, I, I want to call him Vlad too, but yeah, it's Vlack. Vlack, whatever, Black. whatever these guys' names Black. are, I don't know. I yeah, don't... but the the Python thing is funny that you mentioned that because that's the other thing I was thinking about. These cardboard weapons were like the cardboard cutouts that um, uh, what's his face, the 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 animation guy in, in Monty Python used to do. In, in the movies and in Monty Python's, you know, Flying Circus, where you'd have these fun little animated things, and they were little, they were little cutouts. Yeah. That's what yeah. they reminded me of. <laughs> yep. Everything, so, everything was so cartoony. 
yeah. and comic booky, like uh, yeah. Sarah had mentioned earlier. Um, there was and, a lot of artistic vision that just didn't get there. Well, you they know? even had the comic book strips at they, some yeah. points, and they right. kind of made some of it little dotty. You know, like you would see in the old comics where it's all dots. They mm-hmm. kind of put a, a, le- a filter like on that, like behind, like behind, like uh, behind Paul, like there's yeah, little dots very right there. Isolated and, uh, yeah. yeah. But the other thing too, is that the story sort of lags in many places where it's like the characters don't really know what to do. So, well, let's just go kill some people. Cause we let's kill somebody or have do. sex. Yeah. Kill someone, then have sex. And then we'll complain for a while and then we'll kill somebody and have sex. Yeah. And they're like, then... we, we don't have feelings. We only speak through having sex. Oh, and there were those weird silver people that apparently were born for fucking and they had sex to power <laughs> electronics. Yes. She's like, was... My fridge, I need help with my refrigerator. So why don't you, I'm going to take you guys. You guys are going to have sex for me. They were powering Limbo Man's I, building, I guess. And so Something. that's how they, they were creating like, they like power. Like, we're creating power through orgasms. Orgasmotron or something. Yeah. Oh like my that. god. Or, or, orga- orgasms that created uh, energy and electricity, I mean, basically. You can make a first thing. Just on that. Stop throwing 5,000 half baked ideas. <laughs> right. A couple and flesh them out and run with it. You know? Right. Or just one, you know, one idea and just stick with that, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, if they stuck with the whole just the vampire drug stuff, that would have been fun. I you feel know? like they kept mentioning the drug stuff, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the primary and it didn't really go anywhere. Right, right, right. I now, thought that was going to be the whole point of the movie. I on, thought it was too. On the plus side, the colors looked really, really vivid. In pretty yeah. much all the scenes, even in the even in the green screen scenes that didn't work or looked flat, the colors looked very, very interesting. The camera work, for the most part, was pretty interesting, too. And it had a very kinetic style that uh, in a lot of the scenes that I thought was very interesting, too. So it had a number of visual things going for it right. that I really wish somebody had sat them down with the writer and just hammered stuff out and just, you know just made things a little more solid a little bit more you know easily explainable right. and easily translatable to people who don't speak brazilian um so that we could understand what was going on i mean i don't know if there's a dub version out there i'd love to get it but uh that would be very very interesting but there were some pluses i like some of the music too that was in a lot of the uh a lot of the scenes i thought that was kind of cool um the sound was pretty much good I thought the acting for the most part was decent. It seemed like everybody bought into playing their characters, even when they had to play with obvious cardboard and toy right. stuff. They they went for it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I feel like the acting wasn't bad at all. Um, act, like said, a lot of it didn't decent. make sense, but they made it work. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, they were, uh, the acting was like uh, probably the best part you know of it or whatever yeah. but i i like michelle and then i like the wacky chainsaw girl daphne the, the, the most I, I i couldn't tell you what exactly chainsaw girl's motivations were to run around every night and do nothing but chop people up in the little she bits was trying to explain it but i couldn't quite understand just something about her being a ripper and, and and i thought she was a vampire at first and that's why she was doing it but apparently not and then he turned her into one at the end to make it easier for her yeah that's right because she said oh, it'll just be easier and i'm like okay right. hey right. um 
Paul, I just will tell you this. Uh, because you tortured me and made me watch this crap, I ended up wanting to having to reward myself with watching a good movie. So I ended up watching Alone in the Dark, uh, the ah. 1982 film, because and I could not get away from people wanting to chop people because in that movie, the 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 group, the sick fucks, have a song where they're like, "Chop up your mama" or something like that, and I'm like. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't get away from people chopping, pe- wanting to chop people up. Uh, so that was funny. Uh, well, you're you're going to see more chopping people up uh, when we do our podcast on Thursday. Oh, that's true. Which <laughs> I need to actually, I need to rent and it. Jesus. Which I did not realize I had to do. I thought it was on Tubi. But Ooh, what movie is this? Uh, you oh, actually would love it because I think you've seen it. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fun. Yeah. That's a fun movie. That's a good one. Yeah. I like my horror comedies. Yeah, I can mention that because that's that this this is going to be in uh, November when this comes out. This movie and let's out. face it, that's a pretty straightforward uh, horror comedy. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and this, alone, I don't this know what not, you would call this. This is not a horror comedy. I, I, no, because they definitely horror? were not going for comedy. I don't know if they were like, going for thriller drama. Neo noir, cyberpunk. Yeah, you know, anim- almost animated. There are parts where it's, I would almost argue that it's an almost an animated film. Yeah, it's like a cartoon, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a uh, very weird and interesting mix. Because uh, I don't say, know, with it being vampires, them. I don't really consider it horror, but maybe more sci-fi than horror, but uh, definitely thriller. Because they're, because they're they're killing people and and right. well, and what I'm, like I what would I'm, say maybe a thriller but what I'm curious is if the thrills, you know, if this is sort of Marcello Santiago style you know if this is just the way that he tells his story and that's how he does you know a couple of the other things or maybe that was just the DP or it's just it was done in the editing somebody and yeah. I don't know who but somebody made the the deliberate choice to tell this movie in this style. And I'm, I'm very curious that, and that's, that's the reason why, you know, while I like finding a movie like this on Tubi, I do wish that I actually had a physical copy, especially one that has things like liner notes and stuff in the back and documentary stuff and add-ons and explanations. If maybe they cut it together the way it was because they were working with what they had and they couldn't reshoot things or, you know, who knows? On IMDb, it just says horror, you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, like I guess I mean action uh, horror. You know, just because this has vampires theoretically in it doesn't necessarily mean that it's horror. This is more like I a agree. a psych, you know, a, a, a cyberpunk neo noir thriller is kind of yeah. how I would look at it. Because honestly, the vampire parts of it are kind of very secondary. Maybe not even secondary, thirdary. You know, it's really a drug dealing yeah well like I said, every thing. every aspect of it they kind of put on the back burner and didn't really focus on one particular thing except for them all just having like sex and running around <laughs> so on a uh, one user review on uh imdb says it's a sexploitation low budget cyberpunk vampire film in rio de janeiro and he said innovative weird and chaotic exploitation <laughs> yeah. cyberpunk vampire film that exp- uh, that seems a low budget sucker punch 
Oh okay. yeah, sucker punch. Sucker okay. punch okay. from the sexy and uh, dangerous Rio de Janeiro as the exaggerated one that exists inside musician and writer Fausto Fawcett's mind. I didn't know he was a musician. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, what's up with these musicians making these weird vampire films and stuff? <laughs> like, um, yeah, what's his name? The music video. <laughs> um. Well, no. Like, um. I mean, obviously we've got Rob Zombie, but he has done done vampire yet as far as i know he's doing the monsters but that's doesn't really count as vampire i guess um uh but uh there was a um there was a there's a uh, one that that did something just recently uh uh that i think you've seen it paul um god um you know i'm blanking on the name i can't i can't think of it but there's a there's a rock star who's out there you know making making movies and, and it's incomprehensible like i just it, it's because yeah, some people they have a great idea or whatever but they just don't know or maybe that is their vision and it's just not what everybody else in the world well would. yeah so as far as um fausto fawcett i i didn't realize he was the writer as well but he's the guy that plays vlock so i guess okay he's a musician and that doesn't surprise me he if he, he does kinda, a karaoke thing yeah but he it's so singer or or, or rock right. star or something there's definitely some performance aspect of him that he carries with him as his character now as even though it's very strange and off-putting and maybe the 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 writing is behind all that you know at least he seems true enough to his character i mean i thought his performance was pretty good it was weird right, right but i thought it was pretty good like i said i i bought all of the actors as their characters they seemed to buy their characters agree i just didn't know what was going on most right of the time. <laughs> uh it was glenn Dan danzig glenn that danzig was, yeah, yeah and he yeah. did uh oh, okay. he did some crazy fucking movies uh you know uh recently so well uh, he did a bunch of crazy fucking comic books too so he kind of started off there and then i think then but one of them is actually I mean, based I mean, on uh, comic and, books. And have his hand in a in a movies and stuff like that as well yeah or a neck teak or whatever however you pronounce it yeah i thought it was verotica but verotica something like that yeah right? uh we we reviewed that me and uh, uh jackie reviewed that before for the first 31 days of indie horror and we were just yeah. like we don't know what the fuck we watched that was <laughs> That was that was a um, you know a uh, not a comic book. What's the what's the two uh, you know the fancier title uh, graphic graphic novel, novel. The graphic novel. Um, there was a few of them uh, before it became a movie. In fact, he did a bunch of them before that. That were actually well, also, I actually have a bunch of them. They're pretty interesting, but yeah, definitely outside the box. He did <laughs> another one called Death Rider in the House of Vampires, and I really want to see that. I think Jackie actually is in that one. You know, really. Whatever. Yeah, so I want to see it. Um, she'll Jackie's she'll kill in, a, in a Glenn Danzig she, movie. That's funny. well, she knows him. Yeah, that's why she wanted to review Veronica because you know she actually knows the people who made him, you know, um, because she was in Death Rider. But uh, right. and I'd Sarah, I would think that'd be right up your alley. I oh, mean, I'm sure it would be. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, metal. Yeah. They're just yeah, they're just like an, incoherent. I, I, like the, I like the metal artists that put out creepy movies, and you know, and I like to write um like gore death metal type lyrics and stuff like that you know and it, it fits hand in hand with 
also wanting to turn it into a music video or a movie in the sense of a lot of it's, you know, about, you know, dragging somebody down to the basement and, and, you know, slitting their throat, keeping the master pet forever, you know, like the, it all goes hand in hand. Like it really yeah. does. That's, that's my era in the eighties. And, you know, that era of metal where the metal bands have that, incredibly indecipherable script so when they you know it's overly fancy so you actually can't read what the damn thing is and you know, every <laughs> band has one like that it's like i can't read a single goddamn name mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah oh no no that's that's our household is you can't you can't read the band names and you can't understand what they're saying but it, it's gory <laughs> actually the funniest thing is one of my friends uh asked me if i picked up his cd and he's a he's a death metal guy you know and everything mm-hmm. And I picked up his CD and I listened to it. And then he wanted my, you know, my opinion <laughs> on it. And I said, it was nice. I, I couldn't understand a word you were saying, but it was nice. You know, <laughs> nice well, is probably not the one he wanted to hear the word he wanted to hear. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he didn't care. You know, but, he does. You know, there, there is, or at least there was a punk and metal scene in brazil and, and especially around uh, Rio oh, well, yeah sepultura is from brazil right right, right 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 among <laughs> others so i don't know yeah. whether there's a huge um, underground a lot of it a lot yeah. of the medicine is very underground. i don't know whether fausto Fawcett has anything to do with that maybe that's where he's back or, or i don't know if with his voice like, uh, like like the tonality of his voice i could see him doing something like a typo opera, negative or a spell you know like just yeah. that deep goth voice <laughs> he definitely did have a gothy deep gothy voice he did. i think you know, despite his sort of pockmarky face, I think that's probably the reason, aside from the fact of being a writer, where he could right. actually carry off that that role because uh, a he believed himself to be the character, and b right. he's got that voice. And if he's also a musician and stuff, for all we know, he could have a, a cult following down there where they thought if they would cast him, they would get a lot of um, watches from the locals and stuff mm-hmm. about it because maybe he's a local celebrity with his music. For all we know, you know. Right. It's it's weird because usually when I see a movie this incoherent where I have no clue what's going on with all the other flaws, I'm usually, you know, saying, you know, thinking, oh, my God, how did I manage to get through this? And I don't think I ever (laughs) want to see anything like this unless it's, you know, torturing my friends. But honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing something else from these guys if they had a little bit more money and maybe had a little bit more polish to the story right. to see what else they might be able to do right well and okay and if i can have to read it as well okay because so i want to watch it i want to actually be able to dedicate to, to what's happening okay so if they made like a dubbed version of this or something it might i, do I don't know it, it might have been a little bit more easily watchable or something you know too because i agree mm-hmm. that watching the subtitles and then looking up to see what they're talking about you know kind of gets a little bit mm-hmm. distracting um and look i'm not against subtitles because i put subtitles on anyway because oh, right. i can't i can't really i i'm deaf in my just in case here, you yeah. know yeah so yeah. it's just easier sometimes sometimes <laughs> especially in indie films sometimes the sounds off you know, right. and you but just I can't usually hear more something. of a guide where I can hear them say it and kind of see them say it because I, I like with me being like dyslexic and shit like that. It's like I kind of need a little bit of both so I can visually see the word a little bit and hear it so I can understand it more with me. Yeah. Hearing another language and having to read it really mm-hmm. fast and it be yeah. like a lot of 
weird words and stuff all thrown together and artistically written it was really hard for my brain to follow it yeah, yeah. Um, no i get it my screen I, was big enough where i could still kind of read it but also see what was happening but i want to be able to focus more on, i, on I the do visual. want to make one more comparison this movie reminded me in a way of fire city in that it is yep. world building now the thing is the reason why i really enjoyed fire city is because while they're crafting this world that doesn't really exist they were pretty clear and pretty consistent and pretty you know obvious in the way that they built that that's a problem in this movie they they're world building but they're not clear about it so right because of that i don't know what's going on half the right. time well like and, when he woke up and he had his amnesia and the weird guy was the preacher guy was talking to him and then there was this goat lady it's like well what was that about <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't know. What needs the horny goat about. lady. I'm like, I want to know more about the horny goat lady. Why is well, she doing? You know what? Okay, we talked about this too, <laughs> you and me, Paul, about how uh, even like Fire City, to give that as an example, Fire City would have worked better as a TV series because you would have gotten to know the characters throughout episode a longer period you have a longer period to, yeah so you have like an hour each works. episode episode so you have six and hours to kind of this guy is used to doing tv series so you know maybe well maybe should. you tried yeah maybe you wanted to do a feature finally but the problem is this guy's better at, <clears throat> at, at tv uh, right yeah. and, I, and i think you hit the nail on the head because the other thing you get to do in a series is if you have a lot of ideas whether they're visual or character or story-wise you can spread them out over right. however many series or episodes you're going to do in a film it's like a poem as versus writing a story you have to be concise and right. this movie was not concise you know and that's that's part of its problem so all righty well I think we're at that time, though. Okay. <laughs> I think we are. So, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we are now going to do our scores on the Stinkometer, by which we rate the movie from 1 to 10, where the lower the score, the less amount of stink. And the higher the score means there's a whole big fat barrel of stink. Not that that's <laughs> necessarily a bad thing. We love our stinky movies. But the higher the score also usually means that there are a lot more problems. And that's never a good thing. And then if you feel settled, you can give it a half score. And um, we take our three scores, we total it up, and then we see where the movie ranks with the rest of season five. And there there has been quite a disparity, uh, disparity in, in scores this season. A lot of we had a lot of stink this year. A lot of stink. I kinda want Jonathan to go first on this one. I don't I, I put me in the middle or something. <laughs> oh, you want me to go first, um, of all people. Um <laughs> all right I'm just so curious because you seem to have really hated this so i'm, I'm just I'm i mean really okay so i'm, I'm gonna way. i'm gonna say this first uh in my <laughs> head when i was first watching this this was a 10 like from the very <laughs> beginning like it was a 10 like i was like hating this movie and i yeah, was like i don't i don't it. understand it and now that you guys have talked through it and some of it you know like i like i get some of it like uh i mean the visual style originally i was like and in fact halfway through i was like you know what? i might give this 
like a lower score because of the visual style. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck the visual style. I can understand a <laughs> word this is saying. And I'm like, you know, like you could put a whole bunch of crap together and have a visual style and the stuff's still crap. Right. And- Sometimes as, a, as an audience in a movie, you just want to be told a story. Please tell me the story. Please, I know. Please right. don't I, not tell me the story. I, I want to understand what is going on. I don't right. want to be confused. Um, right. And so, but with that being said, and probably the fact that it could have been way, you know, it could have been way worse than it was, you know, like it could have been, there could have been no sound. Uh, I mean, I could hear everything. I could see everything. Things were, you know, it, it, this isn't Actia Maximus, you know, at all or anything. This isn't, uh, this isn't Neil Breen or even, you know, it's people who tried really, really hard to make something that they apparently, you know, were into it. So they thought this was a good story to tell. They probably understood what was going on. Just the audience uh, apparently didn't. I mean, we didn't. And then I'm sure I, I looked at other IMDb and it does not get a get a great rating. I, I'm IMDb. dying to know what a Brazilian audience would think of it, though. Yeah, I'm feeling though that when you buy this DVD inside, it needs to have a little baggie, whatever drugs they were on when they made it, so you can enjoy <laughs> the movie too. Right, I think <laughs> yeah, you would have to you'd have to be on drugs. There's a lot of artistic movies um, that I watch that I, I'm you know like I all of us watch them completely sober basically, so it's just like I don't get them, but I'm like you know had I not been sober, maybe I would have enjoyed it more, but yeah. I hate not having to be sober to enjoy a movie. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm going to give it a nine. It's still high up there. I was almost going to give it a 9.5, but I think it's, it's, I think they really tried to do something, uh, you know, it, it, they gave effort to it. It's not like a Dustin Ferguson film either, Paul, like where it's just complete and total, like they, they know they're making crap on purpose for making crap, you know, because people don't care and will buy crap. This is, um, you know, these are really people who are literally trying their hardest to make something decent. And um, they, I, I don't think it worked, but, uh, you know, maybe. It's a good try, though. You know, maybe Brazilian audiences, maybe if they hear it in the, in the original Brazilian, you know, voices and everything. Right. Or, I mean, it, and all that stuff that can make sense to them. It may come off differently in their, in the language it was made it meant, you to, know? Be, meant to be uh, so yes also, uh, yeah no sorry go ahead no i was gonna say it's your turn sarah okay yeah, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say like also like i like i agree with you like i it could have been a lot worse so it's like it's like the acting like paul said wasn't bad uh the visuals weren't bad they just were all over the place so it's like the visuals were good i i, I liked the artisticness of the visuals i just wish it wasn't a million things chopped up you know, and uh, I, I didn't like the script, um, you know, and I didn't like like the storyline, but I do feel like the storyline could have had potential had it been, say, broken up to a TV series like we talked about, or they just picked one thing. I think they were just all over the place. Too but, many um, characters, like too many. There were, there were way too many characters for, for what it was. Too like it needed things. to be broken down just a little <laughs> bit more um, and just kind of focused on one thing. Um, so it's like, I, I don't think it was completely rotten or anything, but I also wouldn't write home about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But because really the only issues I had were 
the script itself and the jumpiness and like just the story like i feel like the production wasn't bad and stuff like that like i'm gonna do an eight hey okay it's um, still stinky but you know like it's you can scrape the mold off of it no that's a that's a good score what do you say yeah, uh, Paul? and that's that's interesting that you guys do that because i'm gonna go eight and a half um i have seen a much worse <laughs> brazilian movies uh, I have Brazilian seen Brazilian Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. So I know the depth at which bad movies can go from that country. Um, See, I have not seen that much of anything. Uh, <laughs> so for me, this, this wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, no, no. This this movie, it is a low-budget movie, but they actually did or tried a lot with this film. And and you're right. The fact that they actually tried over what we see on a regular basis in some of these movies um, is right, you know, right there. I'd much rather have a movie that swings for the fences and misses than doesn't even bother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having right. said that, there are a lot of problems that I had with this film, especially when I just did have just at one point I was like, okay, I have no idea. For all I know, a bunch of dancing toasters could pop out and sing a song, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be out of place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually am kind of wishing that they did have dancing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> the brave little toaster. Yeah. But Goes there were, the there were, you know, the, I was nagged, though. Every time I would think about giving this a worse score, I was nagged. I'm like, and yet I still like visuals for, for at least part of the thing. I did like the acting. There are things I did like the music, the, the colors. There was enough there that it, it made me want to go, okay, it modified my score eight and a half. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm going to say. I yeah. think we're all pretty much on the same page now. Yeah, I mean, like, I wanted to give it a 10. I really did, because it, <laughs> it was pretty bad, but it's not oh, no, 10 When I was watching it, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, what am I going to give this? You know, what yeah, score am I going to give this? Like I said, I don't want to give it a stinky review just because the script was bad. I want to take in consideration all the other multiple Elements. aspects that goes into it. And I'm glad that we ended up doing this because this is a movie that I could very well have saved for What the Fuck Friday. <laughs> or Sexploitation Sleazecast, either Well, one. like I said, I don't think it was enough to make it to that one, but it definitely could have gone on What the Fuck Friday. Yeah. But we, we generally don't go into the kind of discussion about all the bits and pieces that we do on that show like we do for Indie Film Cafe. So Yeah, I mean, and that that's the thing. Like, what what the fuck Friday is generally about 30 minutes to sometimes sometimes an hour long, depending on how the discussion goes. But here, you know, we we looked at it, we're just, you know, we want to discuss more uh, when we do Indie Film Cafe because it's an hour long. And uh, I actually, I'm not going to lie, I did not know if, if you guys would have an hour, like an hour to, like, of information to talk about like i thought you were going to be like uh 20 minutes okay we're done <laughs> like yeah, I, well i think that's the the part about it having so much going on is that on. gave us a lot to kind of nitpick about like why did this happen why did this happen why why were there beats i don't understand <laughs> right it, it, it's sin is not that there was nothing happening it's sin is that there was way way too much too happening much. too many too characters much. and too much weirdness that's mm-hmm. that's the thing like you're right there's two different sins when it comes to these things the, the not enough happening and, and too much and sometimes you gotta like there's gotta be a middle you know and usually on vampire dust it's constantly talk 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 way ideas everywhere just you just don't know what you're doing so that's why i feel like there was a lot of va- real vampire dust involved in the making of this movie there you go there you go 
Well, all right. And uh, so next week, uh, we will be having another episode with Paul and uh, uh, Sarah. You'll definitely be coming back next season because yeah. we can't wait to have you back. Um, and you'll also be still continuing to do stuff with me and horror yeah. film lovers. You well, know, and hopefully, Paul, one of these days, you'll pick a really good movie for me to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, hey, we're we're we'd still love to have you come back to Virginia. We'll sit you down. We'll plant you. We'll get you watching all kinds of movies. Oh yeah, I have a feeling when I when I visit next, I'm going to be in a snuggie on your couch, just watching movie after movie after movie. Hey, that would be awesome. And I and I got good ones. I got bad ones. I got weird ones. I got everything in between. Are you saying the next time that you come to visit, you'll stay for a couple of days extra? Yeah, probably. I probably can. And, and then you know, you've already seen like my last visit, what movie I actually enjoyed, and it was just gross fart humor so <laughs> wait you enjoyed two of them though didn't you 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 didn't you enjoy double the avenger or did you not it was okay it was just there was it, it, there wasn't enough going on i think for my attention span okay yeah uh, i i have guy humor so watching flush gordon for me i was like he's a poop you know yeah. like, <laughs> like these tits like, that's funny just, i i don't know i really thought that one was hilarious to me yeah we i I, flesh gordon i forgot that that was the one we did with you last year so it's crazy i mean because we're already like this is july and we're wrapped up this season it's it's the later flesh gordon it's not the original adult flesh gordon yeah it is it is the later one just want to throw that out there in case people were thinking no this is the actuated (laughs) one this is the flesh gordon meets the cosmic cheerleaders you know i do want to see the x-rated one though so that might be a good you know like christmas present or something that's that's the one we're gonna do for sexploitation sleaze cast if i can you know figure out you know a a steady co-host because rebecca reinhardt um is just so busy doing all her stuff that uh oh i don't think she'll let anybody else take over like that's her (laughs) show so you're gonna have to like i know know, i know get on her about that that's why we've been on kind of semi-permanent hiatus but um you know if i can at least get her to relinquish maybe uh three or four episodes to some other folks, you know, we'll, we'll definitely think, keep you in mind, Miss Sarah. Yeah. yeah. I might okay. watch it just for the hell of it. <laughs> there you, there go. you go. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Sarah. And, and thank you, Paul. Um, and thank you everybody for listening. Uh, tune in next week. And then the week after that is the recap. And then we are done for the year. So, uh, and we'll be back next season with four episodes per month. And I I'm already, you know, going crazy with the three, but you know, it's my, it was my decision. So, you know, like Paul, it wasn't Paul pushing it, you know, this was just me saying, you know, let's do it because, you know, why not? Let's, let's go, let's go big or go home. So we're going to be bugging you more often, Sarah, to have you on the show. Hope you don't mind. Sounds fine to me. Well, as long as we find her good ones, she wants good ones. She doesn't yeah. want more trouble. Don't make me sit vampire. through a bunch of bad ones. Like a bad one every now and then is is fine, but when they're always bad, it makes me not want to do it. Yes, that's <laughs> like, what, that's what like, happens. It's like to be good every now and then. Otherwise, you don't want to do sure, it. Sure. Now, now you get all the time. Now you get why uh, G. Larry Butler did not want to do Little Stinker so much because they're <laughs> all bad all the yeah, time. Yeah, when, when it's always a stinker that puts you in like this. Yeah, yeah but that was the you know, title like, of the I show. I know, I know. Little Stinkers. I know. 
I know, but I'm just saying it's like <laughs> after a while, people are not going to want to do it, you know, and they're not, not everybody's you, Paul. You know? Well, we, we do some decent, interesting movies every now and again. They, they pop up. Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill was one. Right? No. no, that was fun. Um, yeah. And Flesh Gordon, she, she really liked that one. So right? if right. you keep it to that level, you know, now, you know, sort of what she likes, you can find something for her next time like that um <laughs> i i found one she did not like this this season so you know the uh um uh what is it death uh fuck um i'm i'm completely out of it <laughs> uh, i still got covid everybody so cool. you know i can blame that um yeah well that's okay because i'll just have to make a list of all the movies i do like for y'all so y'all can go off of that okay and then we'll have to make sure you see things like Miss Werewolf, just so that you get a taste of uh, the back end of the gene pool. <laughs> taste of the back end? Okay. I there can do that. Go. All right. Well, thank you all once again. And uh, I can't wait for uh, this whole season, you know, to be wrapped up. But we're almost done. So thank you guys. Season six is a coming. Oof. Yep. Well, thankfully, you'll have a little break, Paul. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good one. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Bye. Bye.